Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Welcome back to the 20th episode already of the Short Track Talk podcast. Uh, today, and to celebrate, we have a rider for a new team of the cross-country circuit this year. She has been riding solo for a while. She's a professional. Uh, she's the American National Cross-Country Champion, and she's a rider for the Rock Rider Factory Racing Team. And for those who haven't guessed who I'm talking about yet, today we have here with us Sibylia Blanc. Good morning, Sibylia. How are you doing today? Hey, thanks for having me. It's more than our pleasure. First of all, uh, how are you feeling already in Europe in headquarters or still in the US? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm actually over here in Spain right now for a training camp um, just for a couple months to to put in some focus training and then do some early season racing later on. So yeah, already over here since the beginning of January and getting yeah adjusted to the time zone. That took a little a little while, but um, it's really nice to be over here and yeah, working towards the new year, which is coming in super fast. I can imagine. Uh, and also Spain sounds quite a nice place to be right now in winter, uh, especially with the weather and everything. And when are you meant to start the season this year, if you can tell us? So when's your first week? Yeah, to- um, gosh, well, it has been super nice. Yeah, the, we've been getting like this... Uh, really cold cold burr um so it's been really chilly but still the sun is out so that helps a lot um but i'm actually going to be starting the season in a couple weeks uh at the volcat plaja de Aro race here just uh 40 minutes from girona um so just a training race and then uh later on i'll do chelva and banyoles as kind of the first two uh big races of the of the year well, uh, that's exciting to hear. And also, Padre Adaro is uh, a race you already know quite well, as you did it last year, too. So, first of all, I have to ask, big difference with last year. Uh, you now have a big structure within the cross-country circuit. How does that feel so far? Yeah, you mean with the team? Yeah. Yeah, the team has been great. Um, I came over here in December uh, for a team camp with everyone and and got to meet everyone. And um, it's it's been really good. It's a really good vibe, really good energy and environment, which is so important because, um, you know, we're racing and training uh, and traveling together almost, you know, the majority of the year. So it's really important to have like that good environment within your team. And for me, it's my first time really being on a on a big team. Uh, so yeah, it's a lot of new, of new things for me and it's French. They, they speak a lot of French, um, but for me, that's a, it's a really fun environment and everyone has been awesome. Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, that's amazing to hear. And then since you said they speak a lot of French, are you taking French classes then? I am. Uh, I mean, we speak English, but I think it's good for me anyway to, to learn some French. Um, so yes, I did start taking a French class, but uh, we have not we're, not, we're not getting very far very fast, but you know, more practice is better. <laughs> uh, one step at a time, of course. And exactly. uh, how would you describe last season for you? It was, you were pretty much writing solo, uh, going to World Cups, traveling and doing most of the stuff by yourself. So how does, how do you manage all of that? Yeah, last year was a big, a big year for me. It was my first year elite and I was on the Orange Seal off-road team um, and they supported me at the World Cups. Uh, but it, it was, I was pretty much, uh, it was just me. Uh, I was the only racer. So 
we had a small, a small but mighty little, little crew. Um, and yeah, it was a big step up racing elite world cups for the first time. And, uh, I didn't race the whole season. We kind of took a, or I didn't race the whole world cup season. We took kind of a more conservative approach to the calendar. And I did, um, I did Alpstad Nova Mesto. Then I came back and just really trained and focused. And then we did Lenzerheide, um, and then the world cups and world champs at the end of the year. So for me, it was a, a really big learning year and, um, I was focusing kind of on on building my engine and not, um, you know, doing a little bit less racing than the rest of the the peloton. Um, but it was really challenging uh, because for most of the World Cups, I was really struggling with my start position. Uh, I didn't have enough UCI points to get into short track. So my start position was every time I was like row six or seven starting. Um, so that completely changes the kind of the the way the race plays out. Uh, it, you really have to think about it in a different way. And it was it was a big challenge. Um, so, yeah, for most of the year, I was starting in the back and um, just trying to work my way up. But but it was really a different race. So at times it was super frustrating. Um, but I think that it also was a really good learning experience for me. Um, and then by the snowshoe world cup in the U S was the first time that I finally made it into, um, the short track, which was just really like, it, it's a huge game changer when you're starting, um, you're able to fight for a better start position. So I think for the XC that time I started second row, um, and it's a completely different race. Like you, you're actually in the race and not just battling in the back with, um, yeah, just chaos all around you. So, so yeah, some, some really, um, challenging races, some mechanicals early season, uh, and just, just hard, hard, uh, races. And then, and then some, some good ones to end the season. So I feel like the season last year had, had it all kind of. Yeah. It could be kind of described as a roller coaster. It's a word I like to use a lot because it really suits, uh, many situation. And, also, like you mentioned, I started, when you started to race the short track, uh, races kind of fully changed for you. Like six in snowshoe, uh, Monsantown did really well too. Uh, there's a big difference in your results in terms of when you were able to race the short track and when, when you were not. So like you mentioned, I imagine that was also a boost of motivation to be able to actually fight for something you wanted. And uh, if you don't mind me asking, you said that at the beginning of the season, it was a bit frustrating. And how is it you managed to deal with that frustration in order to turn it into a sixth place in the snowshoe, for example? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the beginning of the year, um, I had some really frustrating races starting in the back. And, um, you know, like, it's really hard to to train and know that you're capable of, of um, com- competing with the front. But when you start at the back, it's you're you're already uh, trying to play catch up kind of from the very beginning. Um, so it was super challenging mentally, especially, um, you know, I went over for Alpsad and then came back, um, just tried to put in a really focused quality training block uh, leading into Lenzerheide. And the goal was to go to Lenzerheide and, um, and after having had a really solid training uh period 
But then Lenzerheide was was another really tough one because um, I was starting sixth, seventh row again. And um, yeah, I mean, I it was an improvement, but I was not where I wanted to be yet. So I left that race um, really frustrated. It, it was really challenging to kind of keep that positive uh, mindset knowing that, you know, you don't want to like, you don't want to um, fake it to yourself and, and be like, it's okay. You know, it's, it's a process. Um, you have to keep building, but I also, you can't let yourself get down about, about those frustrations. I mean, at that point it was still June or, or July, like or pretty mid season. So we had a lot, a lot still to go. Um, so it was, it was really challenging to stay positive and and look towards the end of the year um so so yeah that that was that was hard but I think that it, mentally it, it made me a lot stronger um and then I came back here and one of the big goals of uh, my season last year was was our national championships in the U.S. um so I really focused on that and um and it went really well so so that was a great one to to uh really have have success at when when that's one of your top goals you know um and then right after that we got to go to the snowshoe world cup so it was you know the, the only world cup in the u.s so a really exciting opportunity and um and yeah i think i had a little, little bit of confidence uh coming off of national championships and and then um i had some more points so i made it into short track and yeah, once I think just the mixture of like the confidence and and uh, having a better start position, and it was it was a really a really great experience, uh, and I was able to to race. I think I started second row in the XC. Um, I was tenth, I think, in short track, and then had a good start position for XC. Um, and it was just really exciting to be able to to race at the front and. Um, and kind of proved to myself what I knew I, I, I was, you know, trying to believe that I was capable of uh, in the beginning of the year. But after so many races where I would start in the back and, um, you know, still not be where I wanted to be, um, then finally at Snowshoe, I was really able to prove to myself more than anything um, what I was capable of. So that was really a, a really good feeling. And um yeah, I was really happy to to have that. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, I don't think you could, you could have described it better. Uh, thank you for sharing all of that. And like you said, uh, national champions was a big goal of yours, and it was a pretty tough race. But how is it being able to wear the stripes and star stripes and stars on your jersey? Yeah, it's super exciting for me. Um, I'm I'm really excited to be able to to wear it for the for the next year and uh, or yeah, until the, until the next time we compete. Um, but yeah, for sure at all the world cups, it's, it's gonna, it's a, a huge honor and something that I always dreamed about, uh, winning an elite national title, but I, I don't think I really believed in myself, um, enough that it, it would happen my first year elite. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, every time I, I wear it at a race now, it's really just sinking in a little bit more and, uh, I'm really excited to, to wrap it at, at the first World Cup. Uh, looking forward to seeing it too, of course. And enough with last year. Uh, what's the engine looking like for this year so far? Yeah, it's um, it's going to be another super busy year. 
I, as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm right now I'm in Spain uh, for a couple of months and then um, with the new team rock rider, I'll be, I'll still be going back and forth between the U S uh, for world cups. Like a lot of people were like, what now are you, are you going to live over here? Like, what are you doing? Um, but for me, it's really important to, to be with, um, and my boyfriend who's racing in the U S still, uh, so I'll be going back and forth as much as I can just to find that balance, you know, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to be with the new team and um, yeah, start start the season. Yeah, of course. And what's the big goal for the year? Because I'm sure worlds are important. National champions are important, but uh, we've got Olympics again next year. Yeah, yeah. There's so many big goals. I feel like it's hard to say which which one it is. Um, but for sure, the Olympics are next year and, and this is a big building year. It's going to be super important. Um, and for me, I also, I want to have, uh, you know, I want the season's super long, like the World Cup season ends in October. So um, I want to be able to finish it uh, with, with, a, a, with good energy, you know, and, um, and good motivation. So that's a big goal. Uh, but for sure, World Championships this year will be will be something that I'll I'll be focused on a lot and um and nationals and then yeah the whole world cup calendar trying to find a, a balance there because because there's so many races um I mean last year I my season ended November actually I was racing because the world cup season ended in September but then I I did some races back in the states uh till November so that was super long and that's you're kind of getting the feeling at that point in the year where you're like you're ready to to put the bike down for a little bit but this will be interesting now because the uh the it'll be the world cups that go so late so there there's some pretty big events and yeah everyone's in the same boat so it'll be interesting how everyone prepares and and uh yeah sustains it and especially with Worlds uh, this year being in Scotland, they're being held in August because if not, uh, they, they want to admit it, but it's impossible to, to host it uh, any other time because it's always raining. Uh, that's the fact with this country. So uh, it's going to be quite a hectic end of the season. Uh, you got September, you got France, you got Italy, and then you're traveling to the US and Canada. So that's four World Cups in less than a month. So that will be intense with two being across the ocean. So that should be interesting for you guys with all the traveling and stuff. I'm sure you'll you'll have plenty of, of things to work on, especially with resting and nutrition and all that kind of stuff. And I wanted to ask you, when do you decide to, you were racing last year with the RNC, like you mentioned, and now you've joined a big structure. So when is it you realize you want to make that kind of change and join a big structure and a big team? Yeah, yeah, the opportunity with Rock Rider uh, came pretty late in the year, um, but I was really excited for the opportunity to have teammates and uh, really be able to learn so much from everybody. Um, I think also the structure of a European team as an American uh, trying to race a, a World Cup calendar and and um, go in that direction. It's it's a big challenge because we have the the whole added challenge that Europeans don't really have to deal with uh, of of travel and logistically like getting getting everywhere. It's not just like a weekend drive to every World Cup. It's it's a pretty big investment. Um, and so I think that that was a big draw for me um, uh, with the resources of the team here. And um, 
yeah, yeah. Every, all the teammates are, are really great. And I think I'm going to learn a lot um, just from the European mindset and, and the French mindset. Um, it's, I think it's a lot, it's a lot different than, than what Americans are really typically or historically used to. Um, and so I think it'll be, it'll be a lot different, but, but yeah, really great because it's, it's a, a really big challenge to race over here as an American um, and something that I feel like people don't, don't really uh, think about that much, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for the two North American world cups we have and, um, and maybe the, the Europeans will have to deal with jet lag for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, of course. And like you mentioned before, uh, I remember snowshoe last year, there was four, Americans in, in top 10. So that's, you You guys are quite putting up the level starting to. So that should be a competitive one, uh, just like national champs, I imagine. And I wanted to ask you, uh, taking a little bit of a step back, now leaving competition aside a little bit, how do you first start riding? What is it you, that made you fell in love with the bike? Yeah, good question. Um, I grew up in a really rural town in Northern California. Um, I had two older brothers who got me I would say my my family was always like super into outdoor out activities and riding um, but my two older brothers got started riding and they would just get together with their friends and like be building sketchy jumps in the backyard like I don't even want to imagine it right now it's like thinking about the stuff they built was was uh pretty hilarious but and and pump tracks and stuff and I was just kind of I got into riding with them. I would just kind of try to chase them around. And um, I liked being challenged by them and just trying to keep up. So I think they really sparked my my competitive edge for sure. Um, and then I started racing with, uh, in the in North America, we have something called uh, NICA. So it's a high school mountain bike um, cycling league. So I started racing in high school through NICA, um, just kind of frequently. I think we, our season was in the spring. We'd have like four or five races and racing every other weekend with your, with your friends, your classmates. Um, so that was a really, a really incredible opportunity I had to, uh, to get into racing and kind of experience for the first time and, and see, wow, there's like other girls who do this and, um, there's, you know, le different levels of this and, and kind of uh, experiencing the sport for the first time. So that's how I got into racing. And then I was kind of just, uh, yeah, it was kind of a steady trajectory from there. Uh, I started racing more national level races throughout high school. I went to Canada with the national team or with, with USA Cycling um, for a couple races. And then my first trip to Europe was... I, I was I think I was 17 um, with USA Cycling. We came over and did some like Swiss Cup, French Cups, and uh, got some experience getting our butts kicked. But um, yeah, that was kind of the the start for me. Well, I mean, uh, you you said you got some experience of getting your butts kicked, but then uh, you just uh, got a sixth position last year in the World Cup, which means only five other women in the world beating you. So I'd say that's pretty cool. Thanks. Yeah, it was um, it was a long time coming. I'll say that, <laughs> but but it it was pretty great. Mm, of course. And then a little bit outside of cycling, what is it you enjoy doing? Uh, just to clear off your head, and like you mentioned, uh, last season was quite a long one. 
and you were kind of wanting to get off the bike. So what what is it you were in the mood for back then? Yeah, gosh, there's a lot of things. Um, I love being outdoors. And uh, one thing that I, I got into doing actually with my boyfriend is um, is backcountry hunting. Um, he grew up in Washington State and me from California, I'd, I'd never been hunting. Uh, but it was I went with him uh, a couple years ago and it, it's archery hunting. So you're really like deep in the backcountry um, and and mainly just backpacking for for days. And, you know, you don't have your phone, you don't have you're just out there um, with the with nature and with the animals. And um, I love that. I think that's a really important part of my year now is is like it's about a week period uh, in the fall where we where we go. And it's just a really incredible time to just disconnect and uh, really reset where you're you're away from social media and you know um, everything basically the bike I'm not thinking about training I'm not checking training peaks I'm not looking at my whoop um, like it's it's a really a time to to reset for me so that's that's something I for sure um, I for sure love to do I love cooking too I'm super into to like playing around in the kitchen and um I grew up sailing small like small boats um so before I started riding I was I was really into sailing a lot um and yeah uh, that's more than a good, good enough answer everything sounds very active and also I mean quite interesting actually like not not the usual you get so uh, that's that's really cool and really nice to hear and I wanted to ask you have you made any big changes in sort of training and preseason uh, compared to last year? Uh, compared to last year, not so much. Um, I mean, I'm back here in Spain. We we came here at the first two months of last year as well. Um, I started working with a new coach at the beginning or at the end of 2021. Um and he's based here in Spain. So, um, yeah, just nothing really drastic changes, but just building on on last year and uh, really focusing on, on the small gains I can make. And, yeah, just kind of developing a really uh, sustainable uh, um, year calendar and and just kind of daily approach to training. So I guess that's pretty major. Lots of equipment changes and everything like that. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. New bike, uh, new clothes, new everything. So that's going to be pretty exciting to to just change and just have new equipment. It's always cool, a new gear. Uh, and I wanted to ask you, most exciting moment for this season? Something you're really hyped up about? For the coming year? Yeah. Gosh. Um that's hard there's so many I think um it can be I think trip. starting the year with my team yeah yeah starting uh we'll be with the team our first races all together will be in uh in Greece this spring and that'll be a big that's gonna be a big one for me just to be yeah first time with the team at, at the races um I'm excited for it and then yeah the world cup season um definitely the world cup in in the u.s at snowshoe that's always really really special to see all the american 
Mexican fans come out and race on home soil. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, that's more than fair enough. And I also wanted to ask, you mentioned uh, last year you had some pretty tough races. What would you say was your like lowest point or worst, worst moment of the season? That's um, that's a good question. I I feel like I had a lot of really hard, hard times um, or hard points in the season. I think one of the big ones was coming home after Lenzer Hyde World Cup. Um, as I was explaining, like I really focused on that race to prepare really well and go over and, and have another shot. Um, and then I left the race. Like I was really, I was really disappointed. Um, I, I, it was an improvement from, from the races, uh, the first couple world cups, I'd had some mechanicals at the first couple world cups. So those were kind of setbacks in themselves. Um, and then I came over for Lenzer Hyde and had a clean race, but, um, but really like I wasn't where I wanted to be and I was trying to kind of um, stay really tried to stay positive and and be like, you know, um, these are just steps in the process and and um, you have to kind of respect that respect that process. But but in reality, I was I was really frustrated. I was uh, disappointed. And I think it's hard to find that balance as athletes to like feel your feel like frustration but also be able to move through them and and look and and get the find the positives from the experience and then also move on and look towards the next goals um and i think i i kind of pushed my frustrations away um and i was like just you know it happens um but really i was i was disappointed so that was a really a really tough one um but but then yeah, I got through it and I had a, a really good end of the season. So I think that's a, a really good learning experience for me that, um, yeah, even when you're in those those lows or have those disappointments, like, um, yeah, that, that you will come out of it. And I think it's a really important mindset to have, especially like as an athlete, like I want to have a really long, successful, sustainable career and we can't always be on top. Um we can't always be having success and you're going to have disappointments. You're going to have setbacks and just being able to learn how to move uh, through them and take what you can from those experiences, I think is, is necessary completely. So uh, you answered pretty well. Thank you. And honestly, I really appreciate it. And I wanted to ask you, are you working with any kind of mental coach or someone to help you with that? Because your mentality is impressive. From what I've seen, I've, I've interviewed a few writers already, and I'm being surprised myself by your mentality right now. Thanks. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's definitely something that I, uh, I guess I, I do. I, I talk with a, a sports psychologist, but I feel like it's, um, you know, it's such a process. I feel like it's something that you're, you're constantly, you have to work on it like intrinsically so much. Um, it's not like, not like some, something that anyone can really teach you. Um, it's just the ability to be really present, I guess, about, uh, about your experiences. And, and yeah, I mean, for me to have, I have to have the mentality of like, 
you know, a a long-term mentality. I feel like as an athlete, if you have that short-term, like super results focused uh, mentality, it's just, it's not sustainable. And when you do have a setback, you'll, it will crush you. Um, So for me, it's really important to have a really long-term, like have those long-term goals and um, a sustainable outlook um, and really be able to to yeah kind of refocus on what's important when you do have setbacks or frustrations or or um yeah low points because it's not it's not a matter of if it's kind of when and your ability to get past them and move through them is is what's really gonna help you succeed I think Uh, it's really what's gonna make the difference at the end of the day whether you can move over and learn from those ones or not absolutely and I wanted to ask you now I'm curious What's your biggest goal in your cycling career? Something that's in the back of your head. Maybe uh, you've been national champion already. You've had top 10 in World Cups. What's next? Yeah, good question. Um, for sure, right now, I'm I'm really focused on, on the Olympics and, uh, and 2024. It's it's right around the corner. And, and then also 2028. Um, I think both of those are, are really big goals for me. Um, but also just, I think, you know, having long-term success, I look at uh, athletes like, uh, Katarina Nash, who had like a 20 year world cup career. And I feel like she's a really good model of, of having a career. And I think at the end of the day, I, I want to try to achieve as much success as possible and, and find my personal limits, but also do it in a way that I'm, I'm enjoying it and um improving and and uh yeah leaving a a good impact and um and helping inspire the next generation because um that's super important to me I think when I was getting into this sport I didn't have really um many approachable role models that I could look up to or ask questions or or really like figure out like how do you get there you know like how do you become how do you do this as for a living um so it's it's really important for me to to uh be accessible to the next generation and uh, be that kind of model that's a great answer um surprised and and well this year uh, it's going to be a really good year for you i'm sure uh do you have a special place to raise in well, you mentioned snowshoe for you is quite quite special, being the home race with the American fans and everything. But is there a track uh, somewhere in the world where you've raced where you just absolutely loved it? Yeah, gosh, um, there's a lot. I love, I really love Lenzerheide. Um, I know I just been there the last four years, and it's just a really good track. It's super technical, like natural terrain with the roots, and for me, that's a really good kind of track I really like it and I think uh, it suits me well so if I can have a good race there I like that track <laughs> yeah. um and then Nova Mesto also is good um I think also because it's like naturally technical and just really demanding it's a really good race course it kind of encompasses everything yeah, those are those are the two. I mean, all of the World Cup tracks are so unique and challenging in their own way. Like, um, I would say, yeah, I, I I like I like a lot of them, but but uh, yeah, Nova Mesto and Lenzerheide are on the top of the list. Of course, 
And I also wanted to ask you, this is kind of a bit of a difficult question because sometimes there's just no answer. So you know how you sometimes go to races and you have this this someone you're racing against that's always competing with you at the same level, more or less, and it's always making you push harder. And sometimes you win, sometimes the other rider wins. Do you have that someone or have you had that someone in your career? Yeah, I think that um, like we we were talking about the the level of the U.S. women right now is is really high. And um, somebody that, that comes to mind is Gwendolyn. She she and I, we we're the same age and we started also racing together in NICA. Um, so we were kind of like going up through the ranks together at the same time. Like I think we both our first race in Europe, we were we were on the same trip with USA cycling together and um so we've definitely like experienced each other when we were really young juniors racing together and then now and um yeah like I'd say we're really we're fierce competitors and um it's really cool to see where we're both at now because she's one of those racers that I um I remember like when I first started we were racing together and um yeah to see to think about us then which is kind of I cringe when I think about me racing or me as a racer then um at age 15 or something and now it's um it's pretty it's pretty cool so yeah I I like I like racing with her Uh, that's pretty cool it's a really really nice relationship and really cool relationship to be able to have with someone uh just in competitiveness that uh, brings the best out of you and like you mentioned it's been a while for sure but uh, look at you both uh, from uh, Nike to top 10 in the World Cups. So that's, I feel that that's some, that's some progress right there. And I wanted to ask you a last question. Uh, not too difficult, I promise. Uh, have you had any helps with uh, nutrition or maybe you're seeing a dietitian? It's something I'm really curious about, as I believe uh, nutrition especially. It's really important with riders and there's some cases where people struggle to share that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um in the past I've I've worked with some nutritionists on and off, but um now my trainer and I we just we're really open about talking about everything and um he he helps me with with some like nutrition questions and making sure I'm I'm getting enough of what I really need and and another thing is that I've learned is just not overthinking it. Um, for for the younger riders, who for for me, I I remember I was like when I was kind of first year U twenty three or or like a, a little bit younger, I would just I thought that I needed a nutritionist and I I like I needed to have this all this planned out and all this knowledge on everything and what I was eating. Um, and I've just kind of realized over the years that that it's, it's really about making sure you're eating enough and, and not overthinking it. Um, so yeah, it's, I don't make it more complicated than it needs to be. Um, but especially right now, like in the, in the preseason and, and kind of base training period, uh, it's mainly making sure I'm fueling, uh, around workouts afterwards with enough carbs and enough fuel and, and really making sure like I'm not depleting myself um and and fueling enough right perfect and uh something really important question which is gonna say a lot about yourself uh go to cheat meal Ooh, 
Well, hmm, I don't really have a cheat meal, but like something after a race or something that I really am craving a lot. Usually pizza. It's always like it's it's all it always sounds good. I mean, right now it sounds good. I, I don't know. <laughs> but for sure after a race, I think you're craving like something really salty and with all that. So yeah, can't go wrong with some good pizza. No, you definitely can. And uh one last question to just end the interview on a high note. Uh best moment of your career so far. Hmm. That's that's a hard one. I I, w I feel like there's a few. Um, I think a really good moment of my career was this year. Um, at the end of the year and, and everything I just talked about, um, world championships this year. I came over two weeks before to, uh, to kind of acclimate to the time zone and do like some racing beforehand. I got really sick uh, right before world champs and I, I arrived here and immediately I got really sick and I was in bed for like a week and everything I had trained for and like prepared for this world champs was, you know, it's the biggest race of the year. Um, it had kind of just like gone out the window. I had felt like I was just kind of losing all my confidence and I was like, gosh, I don't know. I don't even know if I'm in a race. Um, and I slowly started to feel better and was able to do like one hard workout before short track of world champs. And it was really hard because I'd gone, I'd, I'd come over to Europe, prepared really well. And I'd had, uh, I, I was, you know, I had this one mindset of like, I had these goals for world champs and knowing I prepared well and then getting sick. Um, I completely had to shift my mindset for then I was racing like, well, I have nothing to lose. You know, I have no idea how I'm going to feel and I, I'm just going to go out and do my best. So it was really another a good challenge to like have to change that mindset completely. Um, and anyway, I raced worlds and I was 10th in the short track and then 13th in XC um, at my first elite worlds after being sick for the previous week. So I think that just showed myself that um, anything's possible and never, never give up on yourself, I guess. Um, so even though I had gotten sick and I'd have to shift my mindset and everything, I was really able to, uh, yeah, I surprised myself. So that was a, that was a pretty proud moment, I would say. Long story short. <laughs> uh, pretty inspiring stuff. Uh, we've been talking about the whole interview, I feel like. Uh, mo motivation and mindset are definitely there. So I'm sure we'll be seeing you more often in those top 10s, top 5s, podiums, probably. I would not be surprised at all. And last question of the podcast. Uh, it's always the same one. And it's quite a tough one. And it's if you could give me a song to put at the end of the podcot. Anything. Oh. Anything mm. fine. To something you enjoy listening to, something that hypes you up, I don't really mind. Okay. Dang, I have to look right now. I wasn't prepared for this. There's so many. I feel like I, I have such a wide range of music. There's like my my hype playlist and then nice songs, you know. Um, 
just one to put at the end of the like, interview. All right, this one, this one is on my on my saved songs right now. It's okay. called One Night. One night. Who's it by? Who's it by? Uh, Daddy Nat. Daddy Nat. Uh, like N A N A T. Yeah. N A T. All right. So we'll leave everybody with One Night from Daddy Nat. Uh, thank you, Savilia. Really enjoyed the talk, and I wish you the very best of luck this season. Yeah. Thanks so much. It was great to be here. Talk to me.